Let us pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father in heaven, on this feast of the Nativity of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, the King of the universe, we give you thanks that over 2,000 years ago, you sent him into the world for our salvation. May you, by the power of the Holy Spirit, put joy in the hearts of all of us this morning for the good news of our salvation. That is for all people. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> well, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Amen and amen. What a wonderful God we serve. Amen? Amen. amen. The God of the heavens and the earth. The God of the galaxies. The God that resides in each of us, for we've been created in his image, that this God would see fit to take up human flesh, to take up human flesh so that we might participate in his life and be saved. What joy, what good news that is. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, my Christmas Day homily, um, as they usually are, are short and to the point So I um, would ask that you listen clearly this morning. One verse. One verse for us from Luke chapter 2. A quote from the angel to the shepherds. Fear not, for behold, I bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. Fear not. Fear not. Beloved, the Christian life is one that ought not be lived in fear. Fear not, the angel says to the shepherds. If we flash forward for just a moment to the life of our Lord, do you remember when he was on the sea, passing by the disciples in the storm, and they were scared, terrified? What did Jesus say to them? Fear not, fear not. For it is I, take courage. Fear will often overtake Christians. But let me remind you of this feast, of this time, of this visitation of the angel Gabriel to the shepherds, that, beloved, we are not to fear in this life. For behold, the angel says, I bring good news. We read over this text too often, and we say, good news, and that's right. Do you know what it says in Greek? It's, it's really this. For behold, I bring you the gospel. That's what it is. I bring you the good news, that is, the gospel. Here it is. That God has become man. I bring you good news. I bring you the gospel. We heard that gospel read for us very clearly from the pen of St. Paul in our reading from Titus. Here's the gospel. Let me read from Titus 3, verses 4 through 7. Hear it again. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, that is today, as we celebrate it, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly, 
through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. There is the gospel. There's the good news that was proclaimed to the shepherds as proclaimed again to us this morning. Fear not, for behold, I bring you the gospel. What kind of gospel? A gospel of great joy. Those words, gospel, that is, um, we might even say grace and joy, grace and joy are connected. They come from the same root. When we understand the grace that God has given us, we're moved to great joy. Beloved, you see, our joy as Christians has to have a grounding. It has to have a basis. And that basis is in that gospel, in that good news that releases us from fear in this life. Joy was given to the world 2,000 years ago in the incarnation of our Lord Jesus Christ. I love what John says, John the Evangelist, in his gospel, he says this, In Jesus was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. What a beautiful statement. What a statement that ought to fill us with hope, and yes, even more so, with joy. That, beloved, the light of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, true God from true God, this man, the light that he brought into the world, that lives within each of us as believers, will not be overcome by the darkness. What good news for us. Let me close with this. There's a link, beloved, between our joy and the light of Christ, and finally that last phrase of the angel's words to the shepherds. It was this. Fear not, for behold, I bring you the gospel of great joy that will be for all the people. It will be for all the people. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, our beloved Lord says this, In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. In closing, let me say this, beloved. It's the joy that we have as believers. It's that joy that ought to shine forth in our lives. And others will see it. That's the light. It's the joy within us. They see the joy. They see the light. It's for all people. And it's lived through you and through me. And we're reminded that the light that will not be overcome from the darkness came into the world on this day 2,000 years ago. Would that joy be our joy? Would that joy be turned into a light that the world sees, that the nations see, that our family and friends see? so that they might come to the true knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Let me end with a poem that was written by a Roman Christian in the 4th century. I think sheds a lot of light, pun intended, on the joy and on the gospel that we see anew and afresh this morning. His name was Aurelius Clemens. Is there a relation? I don't know. Maybe so. Aurelius Clemens Prudentius. He wrote these words. Hear them in closing. God of love, Father of all, the darkness that covered the earth 
has given way to the bright dawn of your word made flesh. Make us, O Lord, a people of this light. Make us faithful to your word that we may bring your life to a waiting world. Grant this all, Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen.